Welcome to Disney Animation Minute Essentials, where we are going through Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs one minute at a time. I'm Kestra Dorowski. I'm Andrew Dorowski. And today we are again joined by John Garcia from the Toy Story Minute. Welcome back. Thank and good to be back. It was a we got a good night's sleep and then started again. <laughs> just just going into those dwarves, going right into Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, right into the the cream. The, the heavy cream on top of this delightful movie. I, I'm mixing metaphors, just like the cream <laughs> was mixed to give us one, wonder and uh, <laughs> little pe- little people they prefer to be called now, but this was the 30s, so who, know, who knows what's going well, on. Well, we decided that these are fantasy dwarfs and, and oh, not, yeah, makes sense. Not, not humans with dwarfism. Because they, they seem to have a lot of similar characteristics. They only have three say. fingers, right? They're yeah. not... Yeah. Three fingers three and a thumb, thumb, and then they they follow all the traits of you know the the typical fantasy dwarfs that you find in uh, Dungeons and Dragons or and, mm-hmm. Lord of the Rings or or anything that's got dwarfs in it as and a that's fantasy why, creature. Uh, that's why there are no elves in this movie because they just be, have such a rivalry, you know. <laughs> and this came out the same year that The Hobbit was published. Yeah, so. same year as The Hobbit. Cool. Um, but yeah, this. Uh, what, what minute are we on, Kestra? Tell us minute. about it. <laughs> we are on minute 74, which starts with Snow White saying a wishing apple. And it ends with Dopey um, holding t- uh, tight to a deer as they rush off to that poor save deer! Snow White. Yeah. It's just <laughs> getting pulled on the tail. <laughs> like, I think, uh, I think Happy uh, or Bashful, one of, the, uh, one of the rounder dwarves, also does the whole... Uh, Holding onto a deer's tail thing, and I mean that's gotta be that's gotta hurt so much. It's just a little thing. It's just a little tail. Yeah, um, and I don't know how much the dwarves weigh. Happy had the crazy like he he looped around the bottom of the deer, and and some birds had to help him get back up, and then he was mm-hmm. backwards on it. <laughs> um, so those, I think uh, those birds must be pretty strong, right? Well, we also saw the birds, you know, get a good workout when they were doing the laundry. They, yeah. you know, twisted the shirts and, and were able to wring them out pretty dry. So there's precedent for them being well, pretty Well, these are fantasy birds. Strong. They're different than real life mm-hmm. birds uh, because they have they have three fingers on each feather <laughs> on, on each wing. Yes, that's how it works. Yes, cartoon we'll, fantasy birds we'll have, have many different attributes from real life birds. Um <laughs> Okay, so where where exactly does it start? Let's go in order with, on this. Sorry, it's <laughs> okay. It starts with Snow White saying a wishing apple. Uh, she's, oh, she's she's like, she's like a wishing apple. Yeah, we, yeah. She's, she's never heard of it, but she knows about wishing wells. Yeah, she knows about wishing wells. Also, her wish came true when she wished on the wishing well. So why does she need to wish on a wishing apple? Well, she knows her wish that wishes is already work. satisfied. Wishes but, like, already work now. Was her was her was her wishing well wish? Just that the prince would come right then, or was her wishing well wish that she would be with the prince in the long term? Because if so, she doesn't need the wishing apple because her wishing well wish is is gonna get her everything she needs. She didn't specify. Term. She just said, "My prince, like I'm wishing." Yeah, uh, <laughs> I mean, she may have flushed it out for the one I love to find me today. Oh, okay. Oh, today. So the wishing well, yeah, it was, and it only went there today, and then she had a new song where she was. Wishing that he'll like come find her and they'll go to his castle and live happily ever after. So she did need a new wish. Yes, her wishing well wish has already paid she, off. She met him already that day. That day, but she 
and she, he hasn't been rescued yeah. from. These are some powerful wishes. What and, the heck? <laughs> well, since since her first wish happened, like a lot, a lot has happened to her. I mean, if it, it's like, uh, I mean, someday you guys will probably talk about Aladdin, but like he wishes to be a prince, and then like a long time later decides to wish, almost wishes again to be a prince when he, you know, the wish should already still be in effect. Maybe uh, Snow White was like, okay, he did come. And and my prince did uh did come to the castle to take me today, but then since all that, you know, a, a creepy dude hunted me down and he was gonna cut out my heart, and then I fell into a scary forest, and then you know I ran into a bunch of fantasy dwarves, and they almost killed me with a pickaxe. I mean, a lot a lot has happened to her since. So uh, yes. new wish time started over. Yeah, it's time time to get something fresh and get a new cycle going. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I and guess that her her well wish, the her wishing well wish, I should say, yeah, not a well wisher, but she <laughs> is a wishing well wisher. Uh, that one's already been taken care of, so she does need a fresh wish. So this is it, this is a good opportunity. And spoiler alert, it does happen. So is it both a poison apple, and did it happen to be a wishing apple that the queen grabbed? Huh. I don't know. You think that's the. Queen accidentally had some wishing apples just sitting around, and she poisoned one. I I don't know because like the wish does come true that she wishes on this apple. But I don't know if the prince would have found her had she not been poisoned. Well, I mean, it, the, still the wish is going to come true. I mean, he would have stumbled across the house either way. It's just like uh, he probably he might not have kissed her uh, her comatose body. Yeah, uh, but like if a it's a wishing thing, apple, then no matter what the circumstances. If if it is a if it is a wishing apple, no matter what the circumstances, the wish is going to come true. Mm-hmm. So the wish is just going to like manage around the poison. Mm-hmm. And if it had been the wishing apple without the poison, then it would have happened without her needing to be unconscious and and in the coffin and whatnot. But I don't know, maybe. But that's only if this was in fact a wishing apple. However, well, the, the apple doesn't automatically teleport the prince over there. Maybe like he started going towards the uh, the cottage when she uh, when she started biting into that apple. I I could go with that. Like the the wish just starts to nudge things into place, mm-hmm. uh, like a Rube Goldberg machine. It's it's just got to go through like all these crazy steps to. You know, well, get yeah, all these levers and switches to happen, and and marbles are rolling around, and who knows what. But, At the end of the day, it's just a wish that your heart makes, a dream that your heart makes. Yes. Um. Yeah. But she, the the witch, says one bite and all your dreams will come. Tr- or all your dreams come true. And uh, she looked at the antidote, and she knew that the only antidote was, was. for. Uh, for first, love's love's, love's first kiss, first, lo- yeah, mm. love's first kiss, and but she said, "Oh, that's not going to happen," because she knows about the prince. But I think she, she should have been more careful about the apple. But she she's selected. like, she didn't realize that the prince was going to kiss her while she was unconscious because that's a creepy. Because she thing was to do. expecting <laughs> Snow White. She was yeah, expecting she was the dwarves to take care of business, and Snow White would be buried alive. Buried alive. <laughs> <laughs> she said it like five times <laughs> and and laughed each time. So I don't I don't know if she even cared if it was a magic wishing apple or she not. She thought it was gonna... She thought that... She'd be buried. Yeah, alive. she'd be buried alive, so there's no way that the prince would even 
get to yeah, kiss it, her. It works as long as the apple isn't Snow White's true love, because then, by biting it, she would kind of be kissing it and automatically reverse it. That would that would be a, a nice little loophole to throw in, right? Maybe Snow White. Well, just it never says true love. It just says love. It just says love's, love's first, first kiss. kiss. Oh well, you know she's but in if the she's apple, had an apple before, so it's not her first apple. Yeah. Oh, so it's not it's not love's first apple kiss. Does that mean that if the prince had like kissed her at the well or something, that it wouldn't work at the you know that is that is my throw? theory. Wow, that is, that is, a, that is my my strong theory because they only kissed via uh, dove. Uh, like she kissed a dove and it flew down and it kissed him. And she obviously didn't love that dove. It was not a love dove, or else she would have, uh, you know. Well, and I, my theory is that any love but the first kiss. So even like a friendship love would have been fine. Well, she oh, like in fro, like a frozen kind of thing. Yeah, well, she, where it's it's a non-specific the dwarves love. Dwarves plenty, and they love each other. I mean, in, in a yeah, way. well, and. And so I think she so cancels. Then, so the dwarves can't do it because she kissed them when they left for work. Oh, so it's any. So it's it, the first by first kiss. You mean first with that person? I think love's first kiss. So I'm so, thinking it's it's the it's any love that like any any friendship or anything. It's that first kiss because if you, I mean. Every year for Valentine's Day, I watch Sleepless in Seattle. So you got to believe that someone can love more than once. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, like, say if I mean when Andrew and I were first dating, uh, before we like actually kissed, he had kissed me on the hand and the cheek beforehand, and so, so I wouldn't be able to wake her up because yeah. I kissed her. You Wait. know, I kissed her on the hand, and then it's done. If if the prince would have kissed her on the forehead at the end of the movie, do you think that would have also woken her up then? Maybe. Or- I mean, especially if we're working, like, Frozen rules, because Frozen, <laughs> it's that an act of love, and, uh-huh. and you know, like, you get the idea, it's like, oh, they need a kiss, and then they, like, turn it on its head, so maybe the magic is pretty loosey-goosey. It doesn't stay specifically lips on lips. It mm-hmm. just says a kiss, so obviously... One person has to have the 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 lips part, yeah. but like, uh, I mean, I mean, and then if we go if we go Peter Pan that? rules, do we go Peter Pan rules and a kiss is a thimble? No, oh, no, I don't think that. I think, but if you depending how uh, how strict you are, maybe if they gave her a, a Hershey's brand chocolate kiss, <laughs> kiss. then it would work. <laughs> oh, I really want that like gag in, in a comedy <laughs> sketch now. It's like, she needs a kiss. And they just, like, <laughs> give that to her. And she wakes up. Come on, oh, Hershey's. Ha- how have you not done that as a commercial? Oh my gosh, they should. That's a perfect commercial for Hershey's. Hershey's, if you come up with that because of our podcast. <laughs> we want we want a little bit of the money for it. But, like, that's a brilliant one. Like, no, no, no. Have, like, better. an evil witch doing, you know, a, a love's kiss. Ah, that'll never happen. And then someone just, like, drops some chocolate on her and she wakes up. Even better, what if it doesn't work because it turns out that the guy who gave her the kiss had already eaten a bunch, so it wasn't the first kiss, and then he's like, whatever, I got my chocolate, and just rides away. (laughs) As long as everyone comes out happy and has chocolate, it's okay. (laughs) Well, one of them is still comatose, but you know. (laughs) You just have to find find someone who loves Snow White and who also wants to kiss on her presumably dead body. I mean, uh, how hard is that? 
Yeah. And now <laughs> this is not consistent with like the uh, the Grimm's version that I've had. Oh yeah. Which was that she, it wasn't a poison apple. It was it was stuck in her throat and the the coffin was getting carried away and someone tripped on a bush and then it jostled her and it fell out of her throat and then she started breathing again. Well, did you have you guys uh, gone over the other ways that the queen tried to kill her in the in the yeah story? The, the, the corset and the comb yeah oh she's just she's a very naive young woman now isn't she yes we talked about that earlier this mm-hmm. week um, oh, I mean she is seven in the Grimm's brothers version and mm-hmm. she's fourteen, 14 in the Disney version so but, like, which makes it totally okay to, to sexualize her right yeah uh, well and I think they don't they don't. Like Romant- thoroughly sexualize her, it, they gets, romanticize her a little bit. She basically gets a, gets married at the end of this movie. I mean, it's really weird. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's pretty standard medieval stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's not Disney's fault. <laughs> I mean, they aged her up. They they twice twice her age. Yeah. So they did they did a, a good job. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's only like the first few seconds of this, <laughs> this minute. <laughs> Because she she doesn't even talk about uh, like someone you love until tomorrow. Yeah, we, we've jumped a little bit into uh, Friday's minute. Sorry, no, it's, it's okay. That's how it goes. We, I mean, we were fleshing out some of the rules of this magic and this mm-hmm. and this world. So this fantasy sense. Germany. Yeah. Uh, but it it if we're done talking about the queen for today, I think so. I think we can move on. <laughs> move back to the 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 animals attacking the dwarfs, and they're all going crazy. Yes. And uh, someone says... Uh, it's uh, Sleepy, it, I think. Well, Sleepy but, but, figures out what's going on. But, but, someone, but someone when they're, when they're that, still talking about the animals. Yeah, oh, someone yeah. before that said, uh, there's got to be a reason... Uh, a Grumpy said that. It was Grump- like They're like, not acting like this for no reason or something yeah. like that, is what Grumpy says. Like, they have to have a reason for, for behaving this way. Mm-hmm. And then Sleepy says, maybe the old queen's got Snow White. And he yawns and he's saying this so yeah. casually. I, well, I don't know if it seems... <laughs> How did he like, It doesn't seem casual conclusion. to me. It just seems... He's, yeah, but I'm like... When I watched it and I heard Sleepy say that, because I didn't remember that, I thought they just, like, get their attention and they go. Mm-hmm. And then Sleepy says that, and I'm just sitting, what the heck, Sleepy? Like, what? Like, how did you come up with that? Why did it, like, did you say it immediately when you figured it out? Or were you waiting for, like, a pause so that people would listen to you? Like, what the heck? I, that's why Sleepy's the worst dwarf, in my opinion. Sleepy because he's not a good worker. He uh, he 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 doesn't say what comes to his mind because he's too busy sleeping and messing with a fly. I'm just gonna say it. He's the worst dwarf. <laughs> I'm not gonna argue against that. <laughs> um, I, I think Doc and Happy are my favorites. Sleepy has been kind of low on my. I'm my a I'm a bashful guy all the way. Bashful's adorable. Vashel is great, and he's magic, because he tied his, his beard in a knot without letting go. <laughs> letting go. And I, but, I still don't know how he did it. He's David Blaine or something. He won't but, tell uh, you, because he's too bashful about it. <laughs> <laughs> but all the doors are like, oh no, the queen's got her, this is danger. The and queen's going to kill her. And Grumpy says, we gotta save her, and I'm like, oh, Grumpy, you've so fallen for Snow White. <laughs> it's because she said a prayer. She said yes. it in her prayer last yeah. night. Oh. Please... Please make Grumpy like me, and it worked. It did work. Um, you think, but then, do you think Grumpy, that Grumpy uh, jumps? Because he he gets a pie made for him too. Do you think uh, 
because they never they never show him discovering that pie. Is uh, yeah, he didn't even know about the pie. Oh, that's gonna be so upsetting for him. Oh, Aww. I bet that's really sad. If he sees a pie with his name on it, it was the last thing she was ever working on. And Snow White's rotten corpse in the corner. Oh man, well, it's not rotten. Well, not yet. Snow White's pristine, fresh corpse in Sleeping. the corner. <laughs> but yes, fresh corpses here. Get your fresh corpses. Well, it's Two and for it's an also hour. it's the sleeping death. So <laughs> she's not she's dead. Dead. Yeah, she's only mostly dead. Yes. <laughs> we, we should have had the Princess Bride minute on for this part. I mean, you still got some minutes for him when she's mostly dead. <laughs> We're all booked. Yeah, we all have. It happens. Yes. We'll, we'll get him on another time. Yeah. Maybe for Sleeping Beauty. They can talk about mostly dead there. there that mostly works. Uh, but Grumpy jumps on a deer. And says, and get up. <laughs> <laughs> but in the... I mean, we've talked about how... Like, Doc seems to be the, like, head. Typically, he's the leader. But Grumpy has taken the lead sometimes. Mm -hmm. In the book, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, the creation of a classic, it says how uh, Doc gets all uh, flustered, and when it comes to a bunch of, uh, when it comes to crisis... Yes. Even though he is... He was able to take action when they were infiltrating back into their house. Yes. But this is a more hectic crisis moment. I yeah. think Doc is just... He's hes proud of his... Uh, he he likes to say that he's smart. He likes to, you know, hear himself talk. I, I'm, I'm the same way. Uh, and he's just... He's got a pride problem. Are they, uh, are they seven deadly sins, the dwarves? Because Doc is uh, prideful. Sleepy is and, slothful. And Sleepy would be sloth. Grumpy would be um, anger or uh, wrath. Yeah. Uh, uh, Happy is the biggest. I guess he would be gluttony. Yeah. What about dopey? Dopey. Uh, he's. Ignorant. I mean, going along with what you talked about, his 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 butt touching the other day. So maybe he's lust. <laughs> <laughs> he does come back for a lot of extra kisses. So that I works. can go with that. That works. Yeah. Okay. What do we got left? We got envy. We got uh uh um. We got gluttony. No, we already did gluttony. Okay, so 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 we said. I'll count them off on my fingers. We said uh, grumpy is wrath, dopey is lust, happy is gluttony, doc is pride, uh, sleepy is sloth, sleepy is sloth, which means we have envy Sneezy and bashful. I would say envy for bashful. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, he's embarrassed he- about himself. He wants to be like others. Aw, that's sad. We'll, we'll say it's that one, which leaves um, sneezy. With, what is it? What, what sin am I missing? Oh God! Uh, is it, it's like it crosses over with envy or something like that, isn't it? It's like uh, oh jealous, greed, greed. How is greed the last greed? one? I don't know how to get. <laughs> I don't. I don't have anything on on. I mean, all of them are greedy. They're getting the gems. Uh, well, um, but I don't have anything specifically on how Sneezy is especially greedy. He but we were hoards- really close, guys. We were real close. <laughs> he hoards all the allergens in the forest. If you <laughs> listeners have-, have an explanation for matching up the seven dwarfs with the seven deadly sins, because we did 
pretty good. We did six for seven. Right? Mm-hmm. Go Sneezy, on Facebook and go Sneezy to the, is the white Disney animation. <laughs> Sneezy is the, the the one of the horsemen of pestilence. That's what he is. We're mixing. <laughs> we're mixing our biblical uh, our, uh, our four horsemen yeah. and our seven deadly sins. <laughs> But it, that worked out surprisingly easily. Yeah, yeah that was surprising. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, sorry, what were we talking yeah. We were talking about, like, Doc being rival or something, right? Uh, Doc being the leader, typically, and except then, yeah. in Crisis. And, I mean, the whole time it has been, like, it's felt like it's between Doc and Grumpy. And, like, I could have said either one was the leader most of the time. And especially because at the table, um, they are at the two ends of the table. So, I mean, I guess theoretically one's at the head and one is at the foot, but they're at the two heads of the table. So do you think there might be like a rivalry between them? I think so. I think, uh, and maybe they have known each other the longest, but disliked each other the most or something like that. So even though they've known each other the longest, they're not as chummy with each other. See, okay, this minute is really uh, is really helping that I was raised uh, religious because now I'm thinking that like Grumpy's the Judas to uh, to Doc's Jesus. <laughs> I think that one seems a little extreme. I don't know if there's enough of yeah. that particular apostolic biblical reference throughout yeah, this one. I, I don't think that it matches up as well as the other. I, I think we'll stick with the seven deadly sins. <laughs> right? Yes. Yes. Um, but yeah, in, in this case, I think it's right for Grumpy to take charge. Cause this is also, I mean, I've written down in my notes, Grumpy, man of action. Uh, oh, yeah. and, and he just says, you know, like we need to get there and go help. And he, he just automatically jumps on a deer and, um, and's like, okay, man, let's, let's go. Yeah. Let's go save Snow White. And then Happy jumps on one and struggles. And Doc says, wait for me. And he has to wait for the deer to kind of, Get out, yeah. get his head underneath him and push him onto his back. Typical yeah, so. millennial dwarf always wants someone else to help them with their entitled. I, I'm kidding. <laughs> it's not a political analogy. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Although someone earlier did say that the dwarves dress like hipsters. <laughs> I think it's more that hipsters dress like dwarves. <laughs> that works too. They're, um, they're fantasy hipsters. So I did have a note about the the gags as they're getting on the deer and everything, and you've got like Dopey being dragged behind and Happy mm-hmm. flopping around underneath and, and all of Bashful that. Bashful pulls Sneezy onto Yeah. And so they're they're into like the climax of the film. This is the the highest intensity point and mm-hmm. we know watching that if the dwarves don't get back in time, it's gonna be bad. So this is like the biggest action adventure intense beat of the film. Mm-hmm. And yet they're dropping in like this comedy stuff and it works really well to kind of balance out that intensity because you've got the quiet intensity with the, with the hag and Snow White in the cottage. And then you have this kind of frantic intensity with the dwarfs and the animals. And in the frantic intensity, they've added this kind of humor that I don't think we're really supposed to laugh at because it's so intense it's more like, but, oh, these poor comic relief characters, now they have to do something serious and they can't live up to it. Yeah, it would feel weird if they, if they like, didn't struggle or have any issues, like, just yeah, going but, with the animals. But then I was thinking about it, and, like, that, it's a good thing that they, you know, add this comedy to kind of balance things out. We talked about that with balancing some of the dwarf dancing and comedy with the queen 
um, doing her, her mm-hmm. transformation and, and the poison routine and everything. And I was thinking about it. I said, oh, yeah, it does balance really well. And I think, th- like, there's a good way to balance this action and intensity and, and drama with comedy. And then I was thinking, because Kestra and I, last night, went to see Guardians of the Galaxy 2. And Guardians of the Galaxy is a franchise that does this very well. Mm. Like, all of this intense, like, you know, drama, uh, you know, pumping score and everything. And then, you know, if you take the first film, there's going to be, all of a sudden, a dance-off. And they break this this tension and this drama with this weird, weird comedy, well, like, which works. It it makes you feel these emotions kind of competing for for like, do I laugh or like I'm like this is dramatic and intense. Or several points throughout volume two with uh, with, 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 with comedy. Root yeah, and- there's this comedy in these intense action moments, and they do it really well. And I think it's a good thing. So- and I think. Snow White is a good example of this, which is it's not something I was expecting to say. Like, the balance of comedy and drama and intensity and action uh, is important to understand. And I think it's something, I mean, I, I don't want to point fingers, but it's something that you don't get a lot of in, like, the DC um, cinematic films right now. You know, the, the Batman and Superman that are going on right now are largely humorless, and that's tough to get through, and it... And when you're trying to feel just one thing for such a long stretch of film, it gets tedious and you start not believing it anymore. But when you break it up with a little bit of comedy or a gag about a dwarf falling off a a deer or something, Mm -hmm. it makes it more real when it cuts back to it. And I think it's something that filmmakers should pay attention to. So does that make, uh, does that make Chris Pratt, uh, sneezy or happy? I'm starting to. I'm really okay, thinking about defining the dwarves. The rules. <laughs> All right, the dwarves are the guardians of the galaxy. Is Groot dopey? Yes, because yeah. he doesn't talk. Rocket <laughs> Raccoon is definitely grumpy. He's okay. definitely grumpy. Okay. Uh, We're not really going to do this, listeners. <laughs> no, I don't think we should do this but again. It's, <laughs> but it's tempting, and I, I think it's a comparison I wouldn't have made if we hadn't seen the new movie in theaters just yesterday. Plug. Um, but, <laughs> but I think it's, um, you know, it's interesting that, you know, a very, very, very popular film, Guardians of the Galaxy and Guardians of the Galaxy 2, have this, this breaking of comedy and tension and drama in the third act, and you get the same thing here in Snow White, in one of the highest rated um, on Rotten Tomatoes, you know, films, it's like 98%. It's a very well-received film. Mm-hmm. And this moment, you know, there's stories about, at the premiere, people crying as you get to these moments. Mm-hmm. And I think the best way to do this drama is to actually have it balanced out with a little bit of this comedy. To not break the tension, but to offset the tension that's going on inside your head. Because if if it was going just pure drama, mm-hmm. intensity, the queen tempting Snow White with the apple to the animals pulling on the dwarves and then the dwarves just jumping into action without any sort of communication or, or, or comedy without any sort of levity brought into it from happy falling off of his deer. Mm-hmm. I don't think it would work as well. If it becomes just intense, then it's like, well, that doesn't ring true. And then I'm not experiencing the range of emotions. And it wouldn't seem like, I mean, yeah, 100% I follow you, but it also doesn't seem like it would be the dwarfs 
their their characteristics, their yeah. their characters that it wouldn't seem like they would be the kind that would suddenly understand what the like what the animals are saying and they wouldn't just automatically jump like keep this intensity going up. They, there has to be some kind of comedy for them to really feel like they are still the seven dwarfs in Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. And, yeah, and they definitely they keep it to just the bare minimum of comedy to make it work. And I feel like it also kind of has to show that the dwarves, they're not, like, incredibly competent. I mean, in order... I mean, Snow White really does help them uh, become more, uh, like, fulfilled people because, mm-hmm. I mean, you you think... Uh, you know, they're, they're not the most competent people. They're, they are there, you know, kind of, they, they do protect Snow White, but they're not like the best at it. Like, they can't talk to the animals. And I was thinking, why do none of the dwarves stay behind with Snow White to protect her, you know? So it, it shows they're, they're, they're flawed as well, you know, besides their obvious flaws in their names, you know? Yeah. Which is interesting because. Last week... When she was giving them kisses, we didn't see Happy, I think. We didn't see Happy leave. And this week, we don't see Sleepy until fr- till tomorrow. Yeah, Sleepy, does, we, there's not a sequence of him getting on a on a deer or anything. So... So I think they... And I think, again, not, that's just yeah. a timing thing. They're like, we don't have time to show another one mm-hmm. get on, on the deer. Like, it's it's too long. We need to, we need to tighten this up and, and get it going. Um, is this the minute where they come across the turtle again no no that, that starts that's, off with okay tomorrow. then i mean I'll, I'll go ahead and spoil that they come across the turtle again but if it were any other sequence if it weren't like the climax after they pass the turtle there probably would have been a cutaway back to the turtle mm-hmm. getting on his feet or something and smiling and, and then smiling. and then it's like but we but can't they, have they, that because they've already this had the, this comedy thing and this they're is the already on yeah. their way and so they're so, like they're balancing it just right and like this could have been another comedy beat. We're taking it out because we're cutting to this. This yeah. is the drama. There's still a little bit of comedy, but it's like it's like a pinch of comedy in just the right place. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really well done. I agree. There we go. I am out of notes. Yeah, same. <laughs> Are you guys good on Yeah, today? I'm good. And John, you thought this was going to be a rough one. <laughs> well, no. We, I mean, we spent a lot of time talking about the logistics of uh, dwarf assignments and apples. <laughs> Apple yep. wishes. It I, was, I think it was it a, it's a fun day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and tell our listeners where to find more of your stuff. If you if you want more, you know, analysis of things like dwarves and the seven deadly sins. <laughs> Go to Toy Story Minute, right? <laughs> right. Uh, I mean, there are no dwarves. It are there? Dwar- nope, there are no dwarves in Toy Story. I think you have a uh, one of those trolls with the hair. I think. Yep. Yep. But that's a troll, not a dwarf. It's uh, that's the uh, the DreamWorks crossover that they accidentally had, <laughs> or the company um, but- that shall not be named, uh, <laughs> as we call it. Right. Um, but they can find Toy Story Minute by searching it in any podcast. Yeah, uh, app, right? Yep, it's simply Toy Story Minute, and you can also find us on uh, on Twitter at Toy Story Minute. Uh, we managed to snag that, so that's that's all good. Nice and work. We uh, will link out anything from there. So yeah, keep an eye out there. As for us, you can find us on Facebook at the Disney Animation Minute Secret Essential Listener Society or Damsels. You can post links. Uh, tell us how the dwarves match up with the Seven Deadly Sins or. Seven other somethings. There's got to be a lot of sevens out there. It's a magic number. Uh, and 
then share us with your friends and family and, and co-workers and everything like that. Most importantly, though, come back tomorrow for more of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Until then, just whistle while you work. <laughs>